where I was like, yeah, that's exactly what the show is. It is not a here you go. Here's five ways to make your life better and and just follow this business plan and, and you'll be a good Christian. It's here's a completely different viewpoint from yours. Now go figure out your faith. Welcome to The Dismantle, creating community, not convicts. Hello and welcome to Dismantle Podcast, a place for community, not converts. I'm your host, Joey. It is hard to believe, but it has been a year of this show, and I am so thankful to you, the listener, for uh, making this show what it is and constantly coming back and listening each week. Normally, we have a way of doing things where I explain what we're doing and then introduce the guest, but because this is a special episode, we've got a special host, and that is my very good friend, Paul Madsen. Hello, listeners. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Hey, Joey. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited that you agreed to be the host for this very special episode. I'm happy to be here. It's uh, It's been an exciting year seeing the podcast take off and uh, see it grow into something that's uh, helping people and impacting people and uh, changing perspectives. So it's been cool to to see that happen. Yeah, definitely. You've kind of been the, the man behind the curtain in some regards. Right. So that's... Uh, yeah, just the the creepy man behind the curtain. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just a little background as to who Paul is. Uh, anytime I have a question, anytime I've got a technical issue, or I just need some advice, Paul's my go-to guy. Joey, Joey has a tattoo that says, always listen to Paul. It's next. It's going to be next, and it's <laughs> going to be on my forehead. Uh, but yeah, Paul has been just as much a part of this journey as you have, uh, so I'm really excited that you're on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. So why don't you explain to us what you want this episode to be? Because it's the year celebration for the podcast. You started about a year ago. Is it today? Yeah. Today uh, being Monday. T- today being the recording. Uh, when you're listening, it'll be the Wednesday. But yeah, about a year ago. Okay, so what do you want to accomplish with this episode? So with this episode, one of the most common things I have heard as far as feedback for the show is that you we never hear your opinion. We never hear your view. But to remain a unbiased show some of my thoughts and my opinions and and my story doesn't get on air and that's a good thing but because so many people have asked we really want to take you through how the show got started uh, some of my thoughts on things and uh, where the show is heading in the future all right and so i volunteered to interview joey uh and and take us all on a wild ride of joey's crazy life of sex drugs and rock and roll and how he started the dismantle podcast and you better keep that in there because that's great (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So about a year ago, uh, you called me yep. and you said, hey, I, I want to start this podcast. Actually, I think we had breakfast. We did. Turning Point. Turning in Point in Westfield. Yeah. It's it's amazing place. Um, Shouts out. It's actually not that great. It's gotten less great. Yeah. Well, anyway. You should still go, but it's not as great as it was when we had this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, and you said you want to start this podcast and you, you know, kind of laid out what you wanted it to be about. Yeah. I had a I had a perfect little plan that you actually thwarted right from the get go. Yeah, I just had a stupid plan, Joey. Yeah, you uh, idiot. So, so right off the bat, I, I, I wanted... just I didn't actually say that. Oh, I was, you did. I was caring. <laughs> but right off the bat, I said, "Okay, here's my plan for a show, and I want to do it three months from now." And and right off the bat, you were like, "No, you got a great idea, and you should do it now." And uh, and so the show was originally going to launch in September, but right uh, because you pushed. And made sense. It it launched in July. So some of the reasoning for the show obviously was my background, my experience, where I was with my journey of faith, and where I was with uh, friends who were also in a similar spot with their faith. We were just noticing similar threads of church and similar mm-hmm. 
holes, if you want to word it like that, uh, things that were missing within our church experience. Uh, some of that was through friends who also worked for churches like I had. Uh, others were from people who just attended church, but we were just noticing that there was more conversation that needed to be had and more conversation that needed to be had from a different environment perspective. A lot of what we were hearing and what we were experiencing was from the standpoint of a Sunday morning gathering with lots of lights and smoke and loud music. And then a guy got up there for 45 minutes or so to tell you how you were screwing up your life and how this verse tells you you should change. Right. Um, so it wasn't very conversational. It wasn't, it wasn't a dialogue at all. It, it was, it was more kind of just this shame ridden, Hey, God has better thoughts for you than, than you do. So suck it up and, and change. But the problem was I was experiencing so many different conversations in life. You know, one of the one of them I point to uh, is my tattoo artist, Derek Zielinski. He's been on the show twice to talk about tattoos, and you should check out his his episodes. I don't recall what number they are, but I listened to them both. They were good. Uh, they were great. I had life changing experiences just having tattoo work done. Derek's not a pastor, but he serves as one. Sure. So why do you think uh, the show was so important for you? in where you were in life to kind of feed that need to start conversations and, sure. and change perspectives. Like why was that important at that point? And, was, and where did you come from? What led you there? Because people don't just wake up and say, I'm going to start a podcast about faith and uh, faith journeys and different perspectives in faith, because that's going to be easy and fun. You could have just kept doing, you were doing a superhero podcast at the time. I was, yeah. I was doing a show with, uh, with two other uh, former guest Chris North and Alexis Slade Joseph, uh, we were doing a superhero show where we would uh, review the movie and then we'd find spiritual content. Right, and so that kind of morphed into more spiritual conversations, and and we wanted more, uh, but we just weren't getting it. But that seems like an easier podcast to make. So, what what got you here? What's the why choose a more difficult path and maybe at times a less fun type podcast to make? Because you know <laughs> Christians are just so fun. <laughs> They are. Um, They're never judgmental. It was just so much more rewarding, quite honestly, the conversations we were having. It, it was. It, it's not that the conversations about comic books were uh, were meaningless and and superfluous. Obviously, they they brought great value, and they still bring great value to anybody who talks about them. However, I was going through a difficult transition as a worship pastor to a non worship pastor to just a church attender rather than being a church employee. I was also noticing that the show was very niche. And so you had to like comic books. You had to be a Christian. You had to care about comic reviews. Right. You had to care about spiritual content. And you had to care that we argued with each other. Right. Uh, so I was noticing that the theme that people really resonated with that show was the spiritual content. And in, and in a way, we were sort of doing what Dismantle did, where we all kind of shared our opinion, where we saw the same thing. We all saw the same movie, but we all came away with different points of view. And that was sort of the aha moment of, well, that's exactly what church should be. Right. Because we were having such great community centered around this one thing, but we all saw it differently. And I, I really thought, man, if the church could be more like that, how rewarding of a place would that be to go? So you wanted to experience something that was actually truly authentic and conversational rather than what you would kind of come from with an exodus from 
kind of big church. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and a lot of that stemmed from other conversations that I would have with people who also went to church where, where we were just kind of coming to this rut, but we really didn't have vernacular for it. It was, this isn't meeting something. I don't know what it is and I don't know what it is to fill it, but something's not fulfilling a need. What fulfillment are you, were you seeking? I think I was looking for just an acknowledgement that my perspective mattered. So starting the podcast, this podcast, leaving the other podcast, did you immediately feel like this was the right direction, talking about faith in difficult ways or talking about topics that maybe weren't going to be things you agreed with or things that you knew maybe your church community or other Christian surrounding community would agree with? Because anytime you bring up something that's not the status quo or what everyone, quote unquote, should believe in, because we, you know, we all have this idea of what the Bible says and we all as a mob, you know, not me, but, you know, Christians rally behind, behind, you know, American or Western uh, evangelical purview. You know, why was, you know, did you find fulfillment right away in that or what was the... What did you find made sense with it? Why? So, what clicked and how quick? Yeah, did it? so what clicked was a personal click. It wasn't necessarily that this was resonating with a ton of people. It was resonating with me. And I think, you know, due to the circumstances of my life, having left a job, being a new dad, uh, going back to a church that I had grown up in, an environment that I had grown up in, uh, after being in a, in a, what I would call a mega church, I needed... Let me see how I'll word this. A cleansing. Yeah, it it, it was. It, it was something like I I need to I need to kind of get this religious mentality off of me, in a way that says I see the world the same way somebody else does who doesn't believe what I believe, and that actually validates what I believe. Um, in a way that wasn't just this this echo chamber of hey we all believe the same thing we're all rallying around the same thing every seven days I just right. needed somebody else to say hey I believe in I believe in an all powerful being that created the entire universe and I can have a personal connection with I call him blah 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 okay you know so it wasn't necessarily that I needed uh, more affirmation of what I believed it, it wasn't even that I needed uh, a confirmation of my faith it was more like. I just need to kind of get this religiousness out of my system. Right. So you're expelling the poison yeah. by doing the podcast. It started that way in that I kind of had something to prove. Um, I definitely wanted to... Prove to who? Prove to myself, but also prove to some of the environments that I found myself in that you could have a decent conversation with somebody in a way that didn't, that didn't make anybody feel like they had less dignity. Are you talking about judgmental mentalities or? Yeah, I mean, Trump was happening at the same time. So, you know, every, you know, tensions were high. Everything was on the, on the, on the cusp of attack. Right. And I wanted to, uh, you know, not only for our political climate, but also for our church climate, I found uh, a lot of similarities with, well, if you don't believe what I believe, if you don't see it the way that I see it, well, we just cut you off. Right. And I wanted something more. So tensions are high. Yep. People are more judgmental than ever and unwilling to have open conversation and dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of what inspired you, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of it stems from my personal upbringing of those types of environments where it was, it was a lot of cutting off people who didn't see verses the same way and church splits right. and uh, conservative mentalities, and that, that played into our family life. Right. 
and you know, as I grew up and, and got older, I just said, that's not going to be a part of my life. I'm not going to just do that. But I never really had an opportunity to do that. Right. Because I still found myself in those religious circles. Sure. So uh, you said you came from working in a mega church. Yeah. And then you left working in a mega church. Correct. And that felt pretty good. Yeah, it was it was bittersweet. Quite honestly, it felt great to leave, but it was, there was also, I mean, not to get too psychological, there was feelings of regret and doubt and did sure. I do the right thing? And, um, you know, it, my ministry is over. I'm never going to have another ministry again. You know, right. all those things that we kind of walk in and self-talk of, that was the pinnacle of your existence. Well, I think it's difficult for people who work at churches because you mix your financial security with your spiritual security, 100%. with your community, and then your emotional security, mm -hmm. and then you feel safe yep. there because you're with a group of people that all think the same. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing that that's the same sort of thing that this isn't is correct there's, there's no, no security there's no security <laughs> but and, then, and but there is and it's it's a great way to open up dialogues so let me ask you this coming from the mega church your worship pastor you're up on stage and you're you know two songs in you take a second to close your eyes and raise your hand and you know say to the crowd you know if you're going through the hardest week of your life yada 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 would that joey listen to this podcast definitely not what would you say to joey like if you were a pastor and someone said, I'm listening to this podcast, they're having some crazy conversation. I want past Joey. You want to, I want a back to the future moment. I was going to say, you want a back to the future <laughs> moment. What would I say to my past self? If I don't no, no, what would worship pastor Joey say? Hey, I want to grab a cup of coffee with you. Cause that's what pastors oh, yeah, do yeah. when they want to come down on you for something because you've been <laughs> the doing business something of, real shitty. The business of Starbucks is in existence for pastors to have difficult conversations. Yeah. So, you know, they're really concerned with you and your accountability. Yeah. Uh, so what would accountability Joey say I, to this Joey? I probably would have said something along the lines of, you know, it's a very dangerous thing you're doing. You oh. should be grounded. Oh my God. You know, uh, are you having doubts? <laughs> Things like that. I, I definitely would have would have pulled those right out. So why is having conversations that are alternative to your like belief systems within these mob mentalities or you know bigger churches or whatever? Why is it so dangerous? Why do people see it dangerous? Because exploration is unknown. Right. You know, going out and looking for different views, different ways of experiencing God, it's not safe. It's not normal. It's, you know, it's, it's associated, and I think wrongly associated, with people walking away from their faith. And I use that very loosely. Right. You know, Worship Pastor Joey would have said, oh, maybe he's walking away from his faith. I don't know if I ascribe to that necessarily right now. Right. Do people disregard the work of God in their lives? All the time. But I don't mm -hmm. think you can just say, well, that person is doing something different than what I would do. Therefore, they're walking away. But that's the kicker. Hence the show. <laughs> hence the show. But that that's the whole thing is that yeah. this is the anti-accountability Starbucks conversation. Yes. Because this is, this is the, somebody said this to me not too long ago. Um, there's a verse in the Bible where Jesus says something to the disciples and he says, go and figure out what this means. Go and learn what this means. And I never really put the two together until I was like halfway through the year last year where I was like, yeah, that's exactly what the show is. It is not a, here you go. Here's five ways to make your life better and, and just follow this business plan and, and you'll be a good Christian. It's here's a completely different viewpoint from yours. Now go figure out your faith. So you left the big church, mm -hmm. you started these conversations and you're starting the po podcast. Uh, so why did you not go back to a big church? Like, 
why yeah. was that not appealing to you? You ended up in a small church and you're kind of just doing your own thing. Why is, what was your dis- thought process there? Because I've known you forever. You were working for a big church. You almost worked for an even bigger church. Yep. And then you almost worked for a, a even bigger church down south. And then, uh, you know, uh, you're always calling me, telling me that you're having an interview with an even bigger church. And you're kind of on this path of, you know, uh, being a worship leader in front of, you know, a thousand people or something or 2000 people. You're, you're on the track of, you know, bigger smoke machines, bigger lighting rigs mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. But, uh, so what, what course corrected you? You know, the, the, the trite answer is the show, the show corrected me, but it, you know, it really does play into it in, in that what course corrected me was authentic community. Uh, one of the things that was very difficult and, and, and a part of why we left, why I stepped down from that position was because I knew everybody's face, but I didn't know anybody. Right. I could tell you where you sat and, and I'd see people in the lobby and be like, oh, third row to the left, fourth seat. Right. And I knew that stuff and that was great, but I didn't know people and people didn't know me. Now, there were obvious obse- exceptions to that rule, right? There were people on the worship team that I still have lasting relationships with, but as a whole, I didn't feel like I was doing my spiritual journey with people. Mm -hmm. I felt like we all got into a room every seven days to kind of hear a motivational speech. And that's nothing against those speeches. That's nothing against the pastoral leadership or or the authentic Christians. Absolutely. That, that works for some people, but it didn't work for me. Right. It was too big. Right. It was too much. And at some point I just really got disillusioned with, is this really what, Jesus was talking about after seeing how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. which is, you know, working in the church and seeing the nitty gritty and right. seeing that and seeing all the faces of every, you know, quote unquote Christian and all that. Uh, if you walked into a building where you were a worship pastor as a non-Christian, this is again, this is a hypothetical Joey walking into a church as a non-Christian. Would you, would you find it easy to, to get to faith? with that model. I think you got to define faith. That's a good answer. You know, it's, would I find Jesus? I would find the idea of Jesus. Again, this is just my opinion. Sure. I would find the idea of Jesus. I would find the idea of community. I would find an, the idea of reaching the ends of the earth, but I would also find a lot of metaphors. I would find a lot of, uh, you know, erotic love song music going on to somebody that I didn't know. Like if, sure. if you look at church today, it's no, very strange. Church is weird. Yeah. It's, it's really strange it's because so you, weird. you're singing about being washed in the blood and, oh my God. and all of a sudden now there's a loaf of bread and have some wine. Oh, I didn't know Christians drank. So right. this is really strange. People are just raising their hands for absolutely no reason. There's a lady waving a flag on the side, you know, like it doesn't make sense. Right. And that's nothing against your expression towards God. Right. However, if an, it, to answer your question, if a non-Christian walked in and said, I'm looking for some meaning in life, don't know if you'd find the answer in those buildings. Right. Or a logical answer. Correct. All right. So, you know, if your listeners don't know because you're not a braggy type of person... You're not humble, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, but you're not a braggy person. So if people don't know, the podcast has grown quite a bit since you started about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's gotten to be a substantial amount of people every month listening. Mm-hmm. So 
when you're creating this, who are you creating it for? Like, who do you imagine is listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm glad this person's hearing it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, which I never say it in because I'm humble. But when <laughs> when the guest says that's a great question, I feel like a million dollars. I feel like I did my job. Like I asked a great question. I just felt like a million dollars. There you go. There you go. Okay. Who is this podcast for when I'm creating it? Uh, it's made for people who are deconstructing faith. Uh, it's made for people who are looking for interfaith dialogue. Um, it's also made for people who are following celebrity. And by that, I mean, yeah, obviously we have people of some acclaim to them. Uh, but I also think, you know, that that phrase from Andy Warhol where everybody will be famous for 15 minutes. Th- there's a lot of that where, where I'm looking for whoever's famous for the next 15 minutes to say, hey, what's your perspective? Because in 15 minutes, you're not going to matter. Hmm. Uh, not that I look down on these people, but at the same time, if they've, co- if they've gotten to the level where people are following them, I want to know why. Yeah. What do you have that's, that you're saying that's very interesting? And can you comment on faith in a way that actually... Uh, brings us closer to what faith and what community and what church should look like. Hmm. So in in that, you know, group of people, that's a pretty wide group of people, I'm sure, that listen, all different, you know, sides of faith or yeah. not, ha- not having faith. But uh, has there, is there one topic or one group of topics that just piss people off, especially, you know, is there a group that just yeah. really gets under their skin and, and makes them question your integrity. Yeah, there's there's been a couple. Um, you know, obviously, especially now, right off the heels of Pride Month, you talk about LGBTQ stuff and, and Christians automatically jump down your throat of like, you can't talk about that. That's not a good topic. The way that guest handled it was not appropriate. And I, I you know, I kind of laugh when, when people say, I can't believe that guest said this. And they're telling it to me, which I always say like, well... At the end of the show, we always say, how can people connect with you? Have you connected with that person? Right. 90% of the time, no. So, they, they just want to complain to me. <laughs> right. And they, they just, uh, have anyone ever said, like, oh, Joey, you're going down a bad path? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my conservative Christian voice. Oh, Joey. That's pretty good. You're a bad boy. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, there's been a couple of well-meaning individuals who who have been concerned and i do think that because the topics are so varied when those comments come out it's usually connected to the topic itself and less about me uh you know not to give any for instances but i have noticed that when we talk about certain issues uh, certain things within the church that's when the comments come out and they're always you know i'd love to dialogue with some of those people like okay so why do you see it that way what what is it about what was said right. that brings you to that conclusion. And there's never really any further dialogue, which right. to me is sad, but it also proves the point of the show. Like we don't talk well. Right. But there have been some where, where I've said, Hey, what should we talk about? Who should we get? And, and sometimes when those responses come in, I do get uncomfortable. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I've pushed myself that far yet. I don't know if we could talk about that. And if we did, how would we do it? What's the angle? And then I overthink it, but then I do have to come back to the simplicity of what you just said. Why can't we talk about Why that? Can't, I don't think there's anything you can't talk about over the year. You've had a lot of guests and uh, you went from just one podcast a week mm-hmm. to two now. Yeah. And I remember uh, your original plan was you were going to stockpile guests from July of last year and then launch the podcast in September. Yeah. And I said, no, do it now. Just start doing it now. Just freak the hell out of me. But what's your favorite guest you've had? 
you know, it's one of those questions where it's like, what's your favorite kid? Oh, you, that's a bullshit answer. I know, but I'm actually going to give you my favorite episode. Okay, good. Uh, my favorite episode was with Keith Giles, where we talked about how the Bible has become the menu when it was supposed to be the meal. Hmm. And it it's my favorite one because it got me thinking the longest beforehand as I prepped for it. During the episode, I had to pause multiple times and just tell him, like, like I, I need to think about that for 30 seconds. Hmm. And then it's been the one thing that, as I interact with people and engage with people who are deconstructing and walking through their faith journey, if they've got questions about the Bible, I point them to that conversation and I still go back and I listen to it. And so it's not my favorite, like, Oh, he's my favorite guest because he's my friend or anything like that. It's the, the topic has had the most longevity right? and, and it's, it's had the most legs as far as what it's done to me personally. Right. Um, you know, I can I can come out and say like there, there's a lot that I had to unlearn because of that conversation. Hmm. Um, it's not uncommon, but it's it's pretty rare where I go into a topic and change my mind. Right. And that was definitely one of them. So that conversation for you personally did what you were hoping this podcast exactly would do for exactly everyone who listens. It dismantled my preconceived notion on what the Bible was. It made me question and then sort of dive into, do I understand what this is? Have I really given it a lot of thought? And to which then I did. And then I did some follow up and now I've come to a new conclusion, which, you know, that's the point of the show. And so it did it for me. Right. And so, for, you know, that's one example of, of a couple episodes, but that's the one I'll point people to. Oh, interesting. Uh, what's your least favorite episode? I'm kidding. You're this not one. Say that. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, have you ever had uh, a guest on where you just really really disagree with them and you want to just you know just blow it up because 100%. you know joey you so sweetly say you know you 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 won't always agree but we won't argue yep do you regret saying that i don't actually um because it's forced me to become a better listener and i've seen that transpire not only into the church world and the environments that i find myself within spiritual conversations but also business and and, you know, even even with my wife, I've just literally become a better listener because I'm practicing the art of listening. Right. So when a guest comes on, uh, for example, where I 100 percent disagree and it has happened where it's just very clear that we are not on the same page. Right. We don't see the world the same way. Mm -hmm. And if we were under different circumstances, I would probably interject a lot more. Right. Um, there's a lot of processing that goes the next couple days. Sure. Um, so obviously I have to edit the episode right after. So I have to listen to it again. Right. Um, and while I'm doing that, it, you know, thoughts come up like, oh, maybe you should have asked this question. Maybe you should have asked this question. But, you know, not to get too churchy or spiritual or anything, I, I kind of have to rest in the fact that I was given the questions that I was supposed to ask and we got the episode that we were supposed to get. And again, my job isn't to change his mind or anything, but it's just to create a platform for where people get to listen. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean... I, I have a lot of people who text me and say, I can't believe that guy. This is unbelievable. Right. Uh, I can't believe what she said. How could you let her on? And again, my job isn't to then defend it. Yeah, I'd be comfortable with telling them that I disagree, but I don't want to use the podcast as the platform to argue. So maybe you should start a podcast that's just about arguing. It'll be called The Remantle. The Remantle. That's we won't always <laughs> argue, but we won't agree. <laughs> but we won't agree. I love it. It's a great take. So you said that that one podcast uh, that you recorded, it changed your perspective. Yeah. And 
kind of was a blueprint for what you want to have kind of mass experience for mm-hmm. people listening to this. What's a topic you want to discuss with someone that you haven't done yet this this year? What, what's what's your big goal? Yeah, so this year I've actually planned out some of the topics, which is different from last year. Last year I said, okay, here's here's the guest and let's figure out the topic. Now I want to go after some topics and, okay. and see if I can find some professionals and people with experience. Definitely want to talk to a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest areas where Christians don't have any experience. Right. They have preconceived ideas and what they read on the internet, but they don't know any. Right. Um, I want to talk about marijuana. Okay. I want to talk about abortion. Okay. What do you think, Paul? Should I talk about vaccines? I would love that. I would just love that so much because it would piss a lot of people off. Both sides. Yeah. Nobody's going to be happy with that episode. No one's going to so be happy that would, with that. That would be good. Um, yeah. I, you I know, know, I'm just one thing. Doctors yeah. are so stupid, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, there's a lot of topics that I that I have on that list where where I think we would be better off having a conversation than staying in the place of ignorance. Why do you think people are so afraid? Like why so often people are just so easily pushing hot topics or things that are important about life right now, culturally important things. Why do you think people are so afraid? Because it's why are people afraid to hear, you know, something about Pride Month or someone's perspective about Pride Month or, you know, vaccines? Why is it? What's the fear? Because you you hear it from both sides. You're yeah. you're seeing, actually, the people who are sharing it, they're not afraid. But then you get a lot of feedback or, you know, right. negative review here or there, uh, because people are afraid. What? Why? Where's that fear coming from? Why? Why? Actually, let me ask this just one step further. Sure. Why is a group of people? who believe in this super powerful thing so afraid because doesn't that seem counterintuitive a hundred percent but wouldn't you think they would gain strength from that but what so why are they so afraid because if they actually had an ounce of faith wouldn't that be the opposite they would find strength so but where does that come from because you're interacting with these people all the time joey calls me all the time and and says, I'm dealing with this person or that, and yeah. these ultra-conservatives or these megachurch people, they're so afraid. Why? It's such a multi-layered answer to that question, which I'll try to, I'll try to hit the main points, but I think we view the Bible as a one-time read and a lifetime application, where it should be the other way around. Hmm. It should be a lifetime read and a one-time application. And by one-time application, I don't mean you just do it one time and then you're good. I mean one time per read, and then you do it again, and right. then you do it again. Oh, yeah. um, so I think that there's this this laziness that comes in and says, well, I read it once, and now I don't have to read it again because I already figured out the answer to this one scenario. Right. I also think, in my opinion, Uh-oh. that, you know, we're, we're, we're creatures of we're creatures of comfort. And, and it's comfortable to feel that we gather with people of like-mindedness and we gather with people who all believe the same thing. A- again, back to that, that presidential debate, I think that was the first time, or at least in recent history, where the church realized we don't all see things the same way. Right. And we have to reckon with that. And we, ha- we can't just say, Jesus loves me, this I know, and be like, oh, great. Well, now we don't have to talk about abortion. Right. Now we don't have to talk about uh race issues and now we don't have to talk you know no we have to talk about them but everybody who has a cell phone would never say 
that the pinnacle of the self of the telephone's invention was in 1812. Right. Things evolve, things change, our culture changes, our times change. I think our interpretation and our reading of the Bible should also change because I think it is a very contextual book. Right. That's uh, that's a good that's a good answer, Joey. Thanks, man. Thanks. So, uh, what is a healthy church or healthy Christianity? You know, as a church, what does that look like to you? Yeah, health, healthy Christianity, I think, is less concerned with with proving that it's healthy. Hmm. I, I think we talk a lot about authentic faith. I think we talk talk a lot about healthy faith and and what it looks like to to finally arrive. But again, that's all hypothetical. That's this this uh, you know mythical idea of one day, one day, mm-hmm. and so we get caught up with one you know one day these things are going to happen, but today doesn't matter, and so the one days just keep getting pushed off, and we never actually become these people of faith who who are following Jesus, who take the Bible for what it is, and go make a difference in the world. And so we've got a bunch of hypothetical Christians who never actually live out their faith, and then we wonder why the world has no regard for us. I think a part of it being healthy is not only doing that yourself, but also finding other people to do that with. And that might not be inside of a church. Hmm. That's very true. I, I would agree. So for the church to exist for the next hundred years, mm-hmm. kind of based off what you've learned about healthy dialogue through this and seeing how many people in our age range and group kind of are giving up on faith because it's kind of bullshitty mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and prosperity messages and self-help and yeah. an hour on a Sunday morning and, and all this stuff. And, and then also high levels of judgmental mentality, mob mentality. Oh my gosh. I could keep listing off things forever, but <laughs> you get my point. Yeah. Uh, what has to happen for, uh, for faith to stay relevant? Because I think, a lot of people are at the point now, a lot of people I talk to that are kind of ex-church people or ex-Christians, they have some sort of acknowledgement of, you know, there might be a God, but it's definitely not how that group of people are living it. Right. So what has to change? That's a tough question. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's an important question. I think there's validity in the ideal that that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Right. And I think that applies to the church as well. I don't think we can look at science and say, well, it's insanity to keep doing the same experiment over and over again, expecting something different to happen if you want something different to happen. And so I think that also has to apply to the church. If we want something different, then we need to try something different. Now, I'm not saying that what we've done for the last 2,000 years has been terrible, although there have been terrible things done in the name of religion, in the name of church, and in the name of spirituality. Mm. But at the same time, I do think the time has come, and I think a lot of people are recognizing it, even though we don't necessarily have vernacular for it, the time has come for something different to happen. Mm. That might be with how we meet. That might be with where we meet. That might be with what expectations we have. That might be with how we interpret the word church. Right. Um, I really struggle with what I see in modern day America and parse that with what I'm seeing in parts of Indonesia and China. That's not to say that everything we're doing in America is amazing and the rest of the world sucks. No, but if we want to see something different within our faith, if we want to see something different within 
the church, we got to try something different. I don't have the answer to that. And I think that's some of what I'm trying to explore within the show. But I think we can all come to the same conclusion that something needs to change. I kind of want to wrap things up here. I think you've said some great stuff about faith and who listens to this podcast. But two, two parts to this question. One, if someone came up to you and told you what they got out of this podcast, mm-hmm. what what would it be that would make you so happy that would make all this hard work worth it? Cause I, I don't know if everyone knows, but Joey puts so much work into this. It's insane. Like it's like a second full-time job. So what, what makes it rewarding? What if someone said, you know, Hey man, this changed my life in this way. What does that look like to you? It's actually happened a couple times where I've heard somebody who wasn't interested in spirituality and now is giving it a second approach. Now, some people will hear what I just said as people weren't interested in Christianity and now they are. That's not what I said. Mm. What I said was people are now interested in spirituality. Right. My job on this show is not to make Christians. Sure. And some people might look at that and say, well, that's not the Great Commission. The Great Commission is to go and make disciples. I agree with you. But I think that happens one-on-one. I think that's a smaller context. As far as what this show is supposed to do, I think I'm just supposed to be asking questions. I think Jesus asked more questions than he answered. Uh, So for somebody to say, I wasn't interested in this at all, in this this idea of religion, this idea of spirituality, and now I am, to me, that's the win. Right. I think I I told you this. Uh, I think the most power that this podcast has is to change people's perspectives in a world where, you know, if you're not on if you don't believe what I believe, then you don't exist. Yeah. And, and I, it is not lost on me the, the power of that because you're absolutely right to change someone's perspective is almost unheard of. Well, yeah, it's impossible, you know? So, so the fact that a couple people, uh, that I know of and, and maybe some that I don't have been able to do that. Right. To me, that's, that's what makes it worth it. And there's been episodes where I've listened and been like, Oh, I should, I should consider changing my, my worldview on, certain topics or change my perspective which is a powerful thing and i'm so stubborn so good job um so last question and uh, then i'm gonna kick you out of your own podcast but what's your vision for the next year what what do you want to see happen with the podcast or actually let's go bigger what what would you like to see ultimately with this podcast like what's your big dream with this well you're gonna take over that's right yeah uh, big vision, I think, to continue in what the show is about, but to then expand it exponentially. Uh, if you had told me at the beginning of last year when we had when we had first launched that you would be in fifty countries around the world and that you would have X amount of number listeners per month, first of all, I wouldn't believe you. Right. Um, if you had told me that you'd be talking to the likes of uh, Jennifer Knapp and uh, you know, many of the guests that we've had on, Michael Sweet and uh, Jonathan Merritt, Brian Zahn, like all, all these people, th- there there would have been no way I'd believe you. So I'm kind of over the impossible. Right. And so I want to see how far that can go. Um, I want to see who wants to commentate on faith. I want to see, of all people, I never would have thought that you could get that. I mean, that's the ultimate com- compliment that I received, that right. how in the world did you get so-and-so? Sure. You know, to, to answer that question, I got so-and-so because they want to talk. Right. And I think if more people wanted to talk or, or, or at least posed an opportunity to talk, 
you'd be surprised who says yes. Right. So I, I want to see how far this can go. I, I really want to go down the rabbit hole as far as I can with reaching out to everyone and anyone until until people have had enough of this deconstruction idea, but I really don't see that really coming to an end because I think faith uh, for all its intents and purposes is a wonderful mystery, but I think church sometimes limits that. And so if we can take some of the limits off of faith and the mystery of it, I, th- I think we'll be in a better place. That's great. And one bonus question, what can listeners do to help you with this kind of this podcast about starting conversations? Yeah, you can, well, you can do two things. One, you can share what we post, whether that's Instagram, whether that's an episode, whether that's telling people about your own dismantling experience of an episode, like that's power uh, because people believe people and people trust people that they know. And the second thing would be just start having your own dismantling conversations. I mean, it shouldn't just be limited to the guests that we have on the episode. It should be brought into your dinner table conversation. It should be brought into work and it should be brought into the, uh, the spheres that you find yourselves in because the podcast can only affect you and then you're supposed to then take it somewhere else so yeah having those conversations yourself will then continue the work of the show oh that's great well joey thanks for having me be your host on your own podcast i appreciate it thanks for saying yes man i really enjoyed our conversation yeah and uh (laughs) you know it's been a fun year for me personally to see you grow with this podcast uh through listeners but you also grow faith-wise um because i think when you started it your your view is a little more narrow and that's not a, a dig on you but that's just a that's kind of where we're all coming from is if you're in the same place doing the same thing forever you've one view of looking at it. and this podcast i've seen has just opened you up to you know meeting new people and having new perspectives so i'm really proud of you that way and i think this podcast has a great opportunity to help people so keep keep at it and uh i hope you piss off even more people this year and, and uh get a chance to tell them to screw up. <laughs> thanks man <laughs> yeah well thanks so much for listening uh you know where you can find us and uh until next time don't complain about the things you're not willing to change you've been listening to the dismantle creating community not converts visit us at dismantlepod.com <laughs> <laughs>